0: Things got pretty heated in a Georgia courtroom yesterday during a misconduct hearing involving Georgia District Attorney Fani Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade. This is all tied to the indictment of former President Donald Trump in a Georgia election interference case. Here's uh, one moment when the judge actually paused the proceedings to let everyone cool off a bit.
1: Let's be clear, because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in. Right here? I think you lied right here. No, no, no no, 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 This is the truth, Judge. And this, it, it, is, it, it is a lie. It is, it
0: is gonna, a lie. Right, you Mr. Sana, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Take a goodbye. break. Uh, everyone, go grab a drink, take a Xanax. Uh, let's chill out a second, then we'll reconvene. Uh, for some analysis of the hearing and what comes next, let me bring in... Sarah Azari, criminal trial attorney, NewsNation legal analyst, and host of the Presumption podcast. You can subscribe to her True Crime podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Sarah, it's really great to have you on. And let me start with what this misconduct hearing was all about. And correct me if I'm wrong here. seems like there's two things at play. You've got the timeline of the relationship because there's a sworn affidavit saying it started after Nathan Wade was named special prosecutor. But there's a witness saying... It started long before that. And then the question of whether or not Fannie Willis financially benefited from that relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to be with you. You know, what was supposed to be an inquiry into uh, whether the prosecutors, Willis and Wade, um, in this interference case, posed a conflict of interest that warranted disqualification just became this reality TV divorce court that you just uh, hit on. You know, the, there were three primary, um, factual circumstances that would have led to a conflict of interest and potentially disqualification, um, that the, uh, the Roman motion argued. None of them meets the criteria under, uh, Georgia law. So, they're saying there was an alleged romantic relationship between Willis and Wade, um, that there was financial compensation, Um, that Wade received as a special prosecutor, which he's entitled to, and that the personal travel that they made together um, was paid for Wade. And then there comes all this talk about the cash reimbursements and et cetera, whether it's true, why cash, et cetera. Um, None of these pose uh, a conflict of interest that warrants disqualification. I just want to briefly touch on that. Under Georgia law, uh, there are two generally recognized grounds for disqualification of a prosecuting attorney. One is based on conflict of interest, and the second one is described as forensic misconduct, which is not being argued here. Okay, now the conflict of interest is what we're talking about. And the, the motion is flawed because Georgia courts have resoundingly over the years rejected a romantic relationship as between attorneys as a basis for prosecutorial disqualification. I mean, the, the lawyers for Roman, the defendant, are coincidentally also husband and wife. They're married, right? And so under Georgia law, even a married couple on two sides of a case don't pose a conflict, let alone two people that are casually dating uh, on the same side of a case, right? So the law is very clear on this. And I think, you know, what bothered me about yesterday is I understand Fanny's. Um, and fire. Uh It's 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 a big deal for your integrity to be questioned uh, as a prosecutor. Um, but it became very combative and it, it was completely unnecessary because the judge could have just simply ruled on the papers. I don't think it was necessary to have a hearing. I don't think it was necessary to have testimony because just the argument being made in the motion was incredibly flawed under Georgia law.
0: So let me ask you so, this. And, and I think Look, let's just say for the sake of argument, there was a way to prove that these cash reimbursements didn't take place. And and I think at the heart of this, that's going to be part of the problem. Even if you think that sounds shady, it's proving it. I always say this. It's not what you know or think, you know, it's what you can prove. But let's just say there was a way to prove that she didn't reimburse Wade for those trips. Therefore, she benefited from that relationship and those taxpayer dollars that were going to him, that wouldn't be grounds for a disqualification?
1: No, because a a special prosecutor is is entitled to compensation and Wade's compensation was on an hourly basis, right? So whether he, uh, you know, there was no, in other words, the question here is whether a conviction was incentivized somehow. And, and and it wasn't. I mean, whether, you know, in, in other words, if, if Wade was getting paid on a contingency basis, you know, he, he would make X number of dollars if he got the, uh, the defendants convicted in this uh, election interference case. That would be a different story. But he's getting paid by the hour. Now, this could be a potential uh, violation of internal rules within the district attorney's office, okay? But it doesn't have a bearing on the defendants in this case. And that's why it doesn't meet the standard and the factor to disqualify the prosecutors. Now, I, I think it was a cheap shot by the by the defendants to do this, because it obviously is going to cause some problems for these folks, at least an in inquiry within their office, within, you know, within the D.A.'s office. Um, well, more broadly, I'm the sure optics,
0: all, the optics are just they're and, not good.
1: The optics are terrible. You know, know, the the optics are terrible. And that's one of the things I I believe that you've got the issue of whether they should be disqualified. But even if not, Wade should step down because this is now, you know, this is a very important case. It's election year and you've got this, this situation that really, um, puts a stain on this. You know, more than just whether the law is, you know, supportive of uh, of a conviction, it just it, we don't need this in this case. You know what I mean? And so I think that even if the disqualification is not ordered by the court, um, this motion is not granted that weight should step down. I, I do. I do agree with you. I think it's terrible PR
0: we're joined um, by um, news nation legal yeah. analyst sarah zari real quick one other thing i want to ask you about tied to all of this and we're talking about the Fannie willis misconduct hearing yesterday and she's uh it sounds like going to take the stand again today um but yeah. the potential that they lied Fannie willis and nathan wade about when their relationship started again You've got to be able to prove that. And just having a witness say it started in 2019, I think is enough. But uh, is that actually potentially a bigger problem for them than this disqualification part of all of it?
1: No, because that, again, that goes to – so it's a two-step thing. Is there a conflict of interest and is the conflict of interest such that is actual and therefore – uh, there should be disqualification. So it's sort of think of this as a two-part analysis. And again, um, when the relationship started, vis-a-vis um, the, the, uh, the uh, appointment of Wade as a special prosecutor in this case, that still goes to the issue of whether there's an actual conflict of interest. You know, whether that relationship, the payments, the benefit, all of the benefit from that relationship, somehow impacts or facilitates a conviction in this case but you can't lie
0: about it. something on a sworn affidavit
1: right that is that is a crime okay <laughs> and that is, uh, yeah. that's what that, i meant that is like, yes yes i mean if, if she lied on this yeah, oh yeah no if you're talking about exposure to other yes uh, yes you know issues, absolutely i mean absolutely and i think when you're an attorney you're held to even a higher standard you know, whether it's a sworn affidavit, whether it's a sworn testimony on the stand, um, if it can be proven that you, you know, made false statements under oath, it, you're under more, I mean, a, a layperson may, you know, they, you might, the judge might look the other way, the county might look the other way, but you know, when you have a bar card, you're held to a higher standard, um, you could even lose your bar card. So yeah, the penalties are, the exposure is higher.
0: News Nation legal analyst, Sarah Azari. She's a criminal trial attorney and host of the Presumption podcast. You can subscribe to that. It's a really fantastic true crime podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. And you can follow her on X as well at Azari Law. That's A-Z-A-R-I Law. Sarah Azari with us this morning. Sarah, really appreciate the time and insight. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. It was great being with you. Take care.
0: The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio, WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at RyanGormanShow.com.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.